Man, I had something I wanted to pull up, but I don't even remember what it is anymore. So let's just go for it. If someone's name in a movie is... What do I say on the podcast? Is it really? Yeah. I was going to say like FS, and you guys know what that means? Uh, Maybe we can... Just bleep it out every time. Oh, that works. Or we can like comically (laughs) describe what the words are without actually saying them. Uh, not, oh, that's not where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> I didn't know what you meant. Yeah. Apparently neither did I. So let's just, uh, Your is it face. important to the, <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Let's just do this. I don't, I don't even know. Oh wait, I got to start this one. Welcome back to the Christ in Culture. This is Clint. And this is Gordon. And we're excited to be back with you guys. Yeah. We're going to be having a little bit different of an episode today, but hopefully you guys can, can roll with us a little bit. So well, different in many ways, because I feel like it's felt like forever since it's just been... like No ju- guests? Yeah. <laughs> it, it really it's only been two. It's really only been three weeks, yeah. But it's just a long time in podcast yeah. time. It's It's true. It's true. But it's good to be back, good to have things back the way they are. They're supposed to be, you know? <laughs> yes. So, I was listening to, did you listen to the Catching Foxes episode with Matt Fred on it? Yeah. Yeah. And he said that he doesn't like when they have guests on their show, and he just likes it when it's just them. Which was ironic, because he was a guest on their show yeah. for that episode. Yes, it was ironic, but right. it made me like think, like, oh, do people prefer that to us? Or I don't know. Guys, let us know. Do you like when we have guests on? Do you prefer to just listen to Gordon's we've done silky, guests. smooth voice? What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. It's not. <laughs> That's from The Notebook. Yeah. That better be in the current media. Oh, The Notebook? Yeah. Okay. I feel like, did you watch it? No. Hmm. Speaking of which, hmm. perfect transition. What have you been taking in this week? Well, not this week, but just in general. Because I feel like with guests, we don't do that really too much. Right. But I have been taking in a few things. I started playing the Harry Potter, like, Pokemon Go game. It's Harry Potter Wizarding... Wizarding... Wizards Among Us? I don't know what it's called. Wizards Wizards of the Coast. Wizards Unite. Oh. Yes. Yeah, different thing. Harry Potter, Wizards Unite. Uh, so I started playing that because Lizzie's had it downloaded forever. My older sister downloaded it and bugged us the day it came out, and I, I refused. So I it's down- more cooperative, right? What do you mean? Pokemon Go, you have like the three teams. Isn't this more cooperative? Yes and no. I don't know if they built up too much like of the player-to-player stuff. Okay. You get to pick your own house rather than, I mean, just like you get to pick your team. So you get to pick your house, but I don't really know what your house really plays an effect yet. Okay. Um, so it's still very much in development phase, but there's so much. You don't have to move and just things pop up like constantly. Mm. If they add Quidditch, I will play. Mm, that would be very cool. That would be sweet. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun, but more so that led me back into my like 
two, three month hiatus of Pokemon Go. Welcome back. And so I've been just like back on that, which Lizzie hates just because she is always playing Wizards in the car while I'm playing Pokemon Go. Mm. But yeah, it, so I've been doing that since we recorded with Leah. She mentioned how she was listening to the new Chance the Rapper album. Yeah, is it good? I didn't know it came out until she said that. And really, it just came out like a day or two before she mentioned it. Oh, and yeah, it's great. Uh, so I've been listening to that. Um, I don't usually listen, like mention music on here because I listen to new music all the time. So I'm listening to other stuff too. Right. But yeah, that one's good. Oh, I've been reading uh, Return of the Prodigal Son by Henry Nouwen. Um, I think I mentioned that previously. Yeah, but I, think you I finally did. actually opened it and read it, like half of it. So Okay. I think that's it. I'm sure there's other stuff. Still watching Downton Abbey with Lizzie. That's been on and off, but we kind of started watching that again recently because we've had some time to, and uh, I think that's it. Okay. That's pretty What about you? I'm still trying to gather all my thoughts, but I I think I have... Take your time. I think I have most of them. So I realized on the last episode that uh, I, I started talking about the anime that I was watching, and I never actually said what it was. So it's called Ruby. It's spelled You didn't R- mention it. I talked about it. I never said what it was. Oh, because you listened to it and you're like, why didn't I say yeah, it? Yeah, I listened to it like four times editing. I'm like, I never actually said it. Maybe it's just because you told me before we started. Uh, maybe that's what it was. But yeah, it's called Ruby. R-W-B-Y. Uh, it's actually really good, so check that out. And then uh, Davis, my, my roommate who introduced me to that, has also been watching a TV show called Three Below. <clears throat> So I've been watching that with him a little bit. It's about like uh, two royal aliens who are exiled, like kind of chased off their planet and crash land on Earth. And they're, yeah, basically trying to hide here while also trying to defend themselves. It's it's kind of interesting. Um, Pokemon Go, you already mentioned that, but I've been playing that a ton lately too. And then I watched the movie Serenity, which is from the TV show Firefly. Did you ever oh, watch yeah, Firefly? Yeah, yeah. I know, I know Serenity. I know Shamba. Yeah, yeah. So I that's the that's a movie. <clears throat> yeah. Right. So it's the movie version that came after Firefly was already canceled. Right, because they were con- going to continue the series, and then it got canceled, and people were mad because it wasn't wrapped up, and so this was their way of like, okay, we'll try to tie up the story. Yeah. Yeah, and I I didn't realize why it was canceled. I thought it was just about like money and stuff like that, but apparently when they released the show so they only made it through one season not actually not even a full season it's like a pilot season yeah but they didn't finish the season because the tv channel whatever network that's the word i was looking for the tv network released the episodes out of order and so it didn't make sense to anyone mm-hmm. and so and it wasn't that wasn't their idea it was the network right so he said yeah the network did it wrong and people just couldn't follow it until after stuff was like fully released later on. And then they followed it and they're like, no, this is awesome. We want this. Yeah, it just plummeted. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So that's really unfortunate. I didn't find it until years later. But uh, yeah, good stuff. And then I started listening to another podcast. Uh, only one this time, though. So it's called Faith and Culture by Joseph Pierce. So he is like the leading expert in Tolkien. Sounds original. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's like the Tolkien expert. And so that's how I kind of got into it. Because I heard he had this podcast. It's actually pretty new. Um, but he doesn't really do what we do, actually. It's more of like analyzing Catholic 
literature and stuff like that. So uh, it's kind of interesting. And then what else? Oh, Bishop Barron's Letter to a Suffering Church. I've been reading that, which has been pretty solid. Good stuff. Um, uh, what else? Oh, and the last thing is I've uh, been listening to NF, the the rapper. Okay. He's like a Christian who raps. Not a Christian rapper, but a Christian who raps. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's decent. It's kind of kind of dark and angsty to be honest but uh it's it's pretty good angsty yeah angsty and that's all i got i'm probably missing something but yeah yeah i just remembered uh one thing i started playing literally like yesterday or the day before uh let's go eevee which is the pokemon game for switch right now it's just pokemon red but on switch and also like re-updated to be more gameplay like Pokemon Go. Like, you don't battle Pokemon when you catch them. Pokemon Red isn't like the original... Yeah, it's just the original red, story. Red, blue, yellow? Okay. It's the original story, except the difference is the, it's 3D, like the, the visuals are better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And then you don't get to pick between Charmander or Bulbasaur. You get either Eevee or Pikachu, whichever, hmm. whichever one you pick. And the way you catch Pokemon is different. So it's just like Pokemon Go. Right. So, which I don't like. But it's fine. So that's how you catch them. But is it the same like Pokemon Go? You have to transfer candies and stuff, or is it you actually keep what you catch? You no, you keep. What do you mean transfer candies? Or you transfer four candies to evolve? Yeah. No, there's still experience points. So as long as they're battling with you, they will level up that way. Wow. But what's the same is you have limited amount of Pokeballs. Uh, you, you, you know, when they, you have the, the sphere, it's green, yellow, or red, depending on how hard they are to catch. Interesting. Okay. Um, and you have, like, great, nice, or excellent throws. Which I, I actually, when I played the demo before I, like, borrowed the game from mm-hmm. a friend, and I, I didn't like it. And then I borrowed the friend, borrowed the game from a friend because I need... Borrowed I'm, the friend. I borrowed the friend. <laughs> I'm using my friend, kind of. He's my... um like my hookup for Nintendo switch games. That's what he said. he's like, I'm like, he's like my Nintendo switch dealer dealer. Nice. <laughs> you gotta have him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I borrowed the game just because I need Pokemon go on the switch in order to get a certain Pokemon and the actual Pokemon go app. Mm-hmm. And so I did it. So I started playing it, which I realized I'm not going to be able to do that until like most totally almost to the end of the game. But as I was playing the other day, I was like, okay, this makes sense, actually, because if you think about it logistically, you're not going to fight a Pokemon in order to catch it. You're just going to try to catch it. I don't know if you ever saw Detective Pikachu, but when he catches Cubone, he just throws it and, like, tries to catch it rather than, like, battling it down. The only time he battles with someone else. So it does make sense, and, like, there is some strategy to it, making some Pokemon harder to catch than others and, like, them fleeing after a while, and so... There is still strategy to it, but it just takes away from the gameplay I used to grow up with. Mm. And that's but, what I don't like. Well, never mind. I was going to say that's kind of like what it was in the movie or in the TV show, though, too. But there were some battles to catch some of the Pokemon. It kind of depended on, on the, the situation. Story. Yeah. Yes, but that is a perfect segue into segue. this unique episode. 
It is. Because I'd like to start by talking about Pokemon, actually. Um, and I, I mentioned that to you, and you're like, well, Pokemon what? Pokemon There's the so video much. game, Pokemon Go. The, the lore? I know. And I actually looked up Pokemon lore, and it started talking about the TV show. And I was like, no, I want like the video game lore. Um, no, dude, there's so much beyond that, though, too. There's like a creation story of... I got into that. Yeah, it was of space and time. It's nuts. But I don't want to talk about... Welcome back. <laughs> Wait, we didn't go anywhere. Well, yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, we did. We did. Just kidding. Uh, you guys might not have gone anywhere, but we actually just took a break in the middle of this episode to go do what, Gordon? Dance. No, that's not, that's not what we... Tell the truth. We pooped <laughs> together. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> that definitely did not happen. But we're going to later. <laughs> not <laughs> together. <laughs> We uh, we ate some delicious ribs, uh, compliments of my roommate Davis, and they were fantastic. You threw it at me, like yeah, I don't know why I did that. That was a mistake. Yeah, we ate ribs. <laughs> well, I ate a rib. Yeah, I had two, and they were yummy. I think I had the same size as his two. Yeah, yours was massive. Yeah, it was bigger than my own rib. I think. Yeah, well, it does come from a very large animal. So, what, what kind? It was pork. Was that a pig? Well, that's a massive pig. Yeah. Well, they have big bellies. No offense. I like their bellies. <laughs> uh, sorry to any of our listeners who are pigs. Uh, we don't want to offend anyone. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you meant that, but... Oof. Did it come off bad? Oh. We'll find out. Oh, dang. My bad. All right. Well, anyways, back yeah, to our topic. As long as they listen to only... 14 minutes, it still counts, so... Yeah. It's not like it affects us if they stop listening <laughs> here. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a great episode, I can tell. This is okay. fantastic. Anyways, the reason why this podcast is weird is yes. why. It's going to be different because, like I segued about 30 minutes ago <laughs> into Pokemon. That's where I want to start. I want to start with Pokemon, but I don't want to, like... Pokemon's too too wide of a topic it is it is something we could do a whole episode on maybe we will and maybe Someday. we will uh you know me and clint both mentioned we play pokemon go big clint, fans do you, do you play the video game not as much anymore i, don't, I just don't play video games video games that much other yeah. than pokemon go but i do have everything in the first several generations and i got back into it for sun and moon oh really yeah when was was that when when it came out? Sun and Moon was the same year as Pokemon Go. Yeah. Did out. you play it that year? Oh, yeah. I got it. I pre-ordered it. Both okay. of them. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, but I'm, not, I'm probably not going to play Sword and Shield because it's, it's, on, it's only, on the Switch. only on Switch. I don't have yeah. a Switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry to all of the gamer friends. but No, it's fine. I'll let you know if it's even worth it. Okay. Because I do plan on getting it. Great. Because I have a Switch. Otherwise, I wouldn't either. Yeah. But have you ever played the or been interested in like... Like they redid Sun and Moon and extended some of it. I don't oh. know. It was like know. six months after Sun and Moon. It like they re-released them, but they're different. So, um, I mean, it's probably something I'd do a playthrough. I don't know if I'd go out and buy it, but I I was a fan of Sun and Moon. I don't know. We're just gonna do Pokemon commentary today. Pokemon commentary. They they definitely 
they mix stuff up a little bit because you know yeah. the first what is it five generations before sun and moon i think it's five maybe i'm wrong i don't remember no idea whatever uh up until that point um they started getting kind of repetitive a little bit and they really mixed it up with the whole format of the game and z crystals big fan of the z crystals and the z moves from sun and moon it's like the bonus right like yeah. and then what's the uh the other thing where they evolve mega evolutions oh mega evolutions yeah that that was happening before that generation though it was but how do you feel about that i'm kind of so indifferent sun and moon and sun and moon ultra is gen 7 gen 7 wow yeah see i missed quite a bit in between there and then let's go pikachu and let's go eevee it was also in gen 7 like in that realm sure and then yeah gen 8 will be sword and shield coming out this fall that's crazy when did pokemon come out i can tell you was that 94 98 oh. well no 96 96 with red and green which are only Japan exclusives. Yeah, that's right. And then 98 and then in the US. 98 Red and Blue was the first international release. And then 98, 99 Yellow followed. Man, those are the glory days. See, I was gen, I was a Gen 2 glory day guy. Okay, Gen 2 is great. I think I be, I became hooked with Gold. Really? Yeah. So, my issue with Gold, I bought it used. Okay. And the Gen 2 games had a an issue with their internal clock. Mm. And so uh, they, it was pretty common for the games from Gen 2 to just not be able to save. And that's what happened with the game that I bought. So I kind of got, I kind of got screwed a little okay. bit. Okay. So, but I love Gen 2. So to elaborate on while we're talking about this, I don't want to talk about Pokemon mostly. So I brought up, because I don't think it's going to fill a time and we could go off on tangents. Like we already have. We Exactly. Just like we have. And this yep. is why we're not going to do a full episode. Okay. Maybe just yet. But I do have like a topic in mind I want to talk about. It's one that is kind of the core of our podcast. One we've talked about before with the mm-hmm. Big Fish episode. I'm sure with the Tolkien episode. And it's like that story of like our adventure. Yeah. And this call. I love it. And it's also something we've been t- I've been talking about recently with kids just on retreats and stuff as of lately closing out this summer. And so I've I got three different topics in mind. Ones that I just don't feel like we would do full episodes on just yet, but would make like a pretty decent episode coming out just after some guests to like listen to. Yeah. And so starting with Pokemon, and we'll get into the other two, um, just that idea of the adventure. So I, I wanted to start with, and you can either add to this or just expand on this. My idea was just like the beginning of the game. Every Pokemon game is almost mm-hmm. the same. You start with your in, in, in your in your home right and with your with just your mother usually but with your parents just like you know in this place you grew up yeah well it's the idea of the domestic church right it all it all starts within the domestic church right yeah and you can you can tell right away one because we've all played pokemon games before and so like going to the next one we know what to expect but there's this desire to be the best and it's in that song i want to be the very exactly. best like no one ever exactly. was exactly it's just desire for greatness and we go right over to, to professor oaks like lab and we get to pick our very first pokemon mm. and this is like when we're not only initiated into something the world of pokemon but we're also like given this tool or these tools to start because even by the end of yeah. any game you're not probably using that starter anymore but if but 
if you are, or even if you're not, we start with something. We start with some kind of groundwork. Mm-hmm. And there's these tools like like virtues that we have to like strengthen and build uh, and yeah, keep yeah. using in order to even begin and grow. Well, and from that you multiply, right? So you, from that you go out and you you capture other Pokemon. That's kind of the, the point of the game is to catch them all. And it's kind of like the idea of the hidden talents, right? Where we are given maybe this, this one talent, this one Pokemon to start with. And our job is to not sit with that and just hide it and keep it to ourselves, but to go out and multiply it. Yes. Right? And one thing that I really loved from the later generations, I don't know if Sun and Moon's the first one, but I haven't played one of the newer gens since... I didn't play four through six. Maybe four. I think I skipped three, but four was platinum and stuff. That's the last ones I played. Okay. Sun and Moon introduced this idea now where you can you, you not only use your Pokemon for battles and to catch other Pokemon, but you take care of them. Yes. It's like a feature where you pet yeah. them, you feed them, you make sure they're... like You, you focus you, just on you that one them. Pokemon... Yeah. And there's this thing with our with the tools we're given. With with if you want to look at Pokemon as a companion, well then you can't just use companions to get to the next companion. Mm. But if you want to look at a Pokemon as a tool, like a virtue, you can't just be like, well, I'm going to use this virtue in order to get to the next virtue, or to get to the next phase. It's like, well, no, I need to stop and like like stretch this virtue as like a muscle I need right. to focus yeah. on it and I need to like put my attention into it and like love it. Mm-hmm. The thing about Pokemon is like people even have problems with it. Like battling each other is like wrong. That's where people draw this line of like, well, it's kind of messed up when you stop and think about it, but it's, it's not because, or, well, that's arguable, but I don't think it is because the, the Pokemon and it says so when you first start out, every time when you battle your first rival, there's always a rival. Mm-hmm. Professor Oak's like, oh, you must love that your first battle. It looks like your Pokemon loved it too, and like he's studying Pokemon. He's a scientist of Pokemon. He notices that like they enjoy this this, this battle, challenge, yeah. this challenge, but they enjoy it because they're doing it for you. Right. They enjoy it because it's, it's helping you achieve something. Yeah, and you see that throughout not just your rival, but there's other people throughout the game who can evaluate the. The, the mental well-being of your of your Pokemon, which yeah. is not something you normally think about in a video game. But if you take care of it, if you spend time with it and you nurture it, it will literally be better. It will show and reflect to the people around it, too, and, and you can tell. And we see that with the last thing as far as this kind of trope goes, or this, this one theme I had in mind, was along the way you face evil. Yeah. Um, in the show... Which is another thing we can we can talk about if we want to. It's it's Team Rocket. Team Rocket. They actually just introduced Team Rocket into Pokemon Go, which I'm a big fan of. It's so awesome. Yeah. Just to have like battles at certain Pokemon stops or Poke yeah. stops, it's just so much fun. Yeah. But you can see that in that, and also the very first Pokemon movie, where like Mewtwo cloned Pokemon and had them fight. Oh. You can see what Pokemon's state of mentalness is when there isn't proper companionship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They seem empty, void, like depressed, sad, and just like... Well, in Pokemon Go, they're referenced as the shadow Pokemon. Exactly. Right? And corrupting. they look like poisoned. And yeah. like in- Unhealthy. Naturally angry. Yeah. Like holding all this stuff in. And then you have to purify them, which is a great word. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's, I think there's so much to this. I, I honestly think we could do a full episode talking about this stuff. But yeah, there's definitely something to that, that purifying 
right? Um, I think it just kind of brings us back to like this need to be healed, this need to be washed, to be made clean in, in reconciliation and baptism, right? There's uh, things where we see yeah. uh, in our faith. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's something to that. Yeah, and this is kind of like the foundation that I had for this podcast. With, with, the, with the theme of Pokemon, just because I'm kind of picking on topics that I've seen, I've taken in lately. Yeah. So I've been playing Pokemon Go and I just started this other one. With the theme of Pokemon, we have this foundation of what it means when we say, welcome for joining us on the adventure. What it means mm. to start this adventure. If you're like, you say, I hear this every week, I listen to this podcast, or I just started listening. What does or that mean? Whatever. What does that mean? Well, we have other episodes. Go check them out. But also, like, if you're trying to start your adventure right now, there's some things you need to know. One, it, it, it's answering some kind of desire slash call. call. Yeah. Like, not only something you want to do, because if you're called to do certain things, but it's not really something you want to do, you should probably sit with that more. Hmm. God works with our desires. Right. So what is something you want to do and what's something you're called to do? It starts with that, as well as, like, to strive to be the best version of ourselves Mm -hmm. and then what tools like do you need to start that as long whether it's like not real tools like virtues and like um, just kindness or actual physical tools what things you actually need to get to start this journey can i bring in just a little bit of lore that might go along with that please so you mentioned that in a lot of the games we only see uh ash or whoever the main catcher is with his mom Right. right, and the reason for that is because his dad is actually a gym leader. Right, his dad is one of the great trainers, and so a big part of the reason why Ash at he's like eleven years old, right, or something like that. He's like super young. Yeah, and he goes out there on his own, leaves his home, uh, and goes on this this adventure because he believes he is destined to be like his father. He's destined to be this this great uh, Pokemon master. Right, right, and if we want to take that analogy to our own lives, we are destined to become oh, like the father. Like, well, not to become him, but to become like him. Right. We're right? made in his image and likeness. Right. So to you like to, to fulfill that. Right. And so what that looks like, we can't do that by remaining within that household. Right. No. We said that's where it starts within that household, within that starts. Uh, right. With Mary. Well, it, it starts in the household and it goes forward right you have to go outside of your your town if he remained in pallet town he would never become great right right the story wouldn't be worth telling to be honest the adventure wouldn't be there it's like and ash watched tv again today and like this is a boring episode no he goes out he does something he he lives the adventure the call that he was made for and he uses those tools that you're talking about it reminds me of uh when Rudolph saves Christmas, like the claymation, <laughs> the song, we put one foot in front of the other. Yes. And soon you'll be going out the door. Yeah. Not like right away, but he's like, how do, cause he forgot how to walk. And he's like, just, here's how you walk. Take one foot, put the other one in front of that, put in front of that. And like, there needs to be this motion. Yeah. Rather than this, like this absence of motion. So it's like, yeah. So these tools and this, this desire and you start going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then this recognition, almost before you choose to take the first step, that it's not going to be easy. And Professor Oak says that to you. Right. And we know that. There's like powerful people and powerful Pokemon that we're not going to encounter in the wild. So it's going to be natural forces as well as just evil forces. Like there's something after you. There's something against 
what is good. Mm-hmm. And that's in Pokemon and that's in our, so this is like the foundation of this journey. Right. And so that kind of transitions into this sort of next aspect. So I watched a movie about a month ago at this point. I want to say we talked about this on the show. I think we might like have. In, in passing reference. Probably. Yeah. I think I might've mentioned it as in like modern media took in. Yeah. But it's called mid nineties. It is Jonah Hill's first like director debut. Uh, people didn't love it. And <laughs> It face value, it's not that great. It's very repetitive and very bland. Mm-hmm. But there were like the aspects I want to talk about on the show. These are the aspects that I loved about the movie. And so it focuses on one character. His name is Stevie. He's like nine years old too, ironically. Oh wow! I did not plan that. But he's like nine or eleven, so you know, very similar to Ash, maybe a little younger. And he's in L.A. and he does not have a good home life. Mm. You know, he lives with a single mom. As an older brother, we don't know the, the situation with the dad, like why it's gone. And the older brother, like the first scene you see him like thrown out of the older brother's room, like hits the wall and falls and his brother like jumps on him and starts like punching him mm. to where there's like bruises and it hurts to put his shirt on and stuff. And he immediately f- meets these skaters and like wants to like hang out with them and be friends with them and doesn't know how to skate and goes out and like buys a skateboard. And so the whole movie is like these two things terrible home life new community and that transition because they are skaters they are kids they do they're older than him they're all in like high school um and he's in like early middle school and so they they take him in but he's seeing things he hasn't seen before one of the lines right. is like wow i've never driven in someone else's car without their parents before like you know something silly like that but like mm. he was just so excited to all this newness and there's two main characters that are like the leader of the skater group they're not like leaders but they are in that way one, his name is Ray, and the other, I don't know his real name. They all have nicknames. I won't say this guy's nickname. I can't, but... We're a family podcast. Yeah, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's two bad words together in one word. FS, you figure it out. Yeah, we'll just call it FS. FS. And the reason his name is that is because every time he, some, someone does something cool or he does a new cool trick, that's like the first word he says before any sentence, and mm. it's true. Like throughout the movie, he just says that, and then like what he, what he thinks. Wow. And it's just funny Yikes. because you learn over the course of the movie, both those guys grew up and grew up together as kids all their life, neck to neck, Ray and FS. And they had this goal. We're going to become skaters. We're going to become pros and we're going to like do this for life. Mm-hmm. And you see Ray is still pursuing that. You know, by the time Stevie comes along, Ray, every time they're out skating, he sees where the pros are. He goes and talks to them. He like, make sure that he knows who they are. He does tricks. He avoids like alcohol and drugs mm-hmm. and all these mm-hmm. things to stay on the, the straight and narrow. Right. Where FS has stopped pursuing that. Mm-hmm. And what he's worried about is where the next party's at, where the next cool, like half pipe is like just to have fun. And it's like these, there was this, this fork in the road and they each took one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this goes back to what we talked about a couple episodes ago in the, the aim small, miss small, I think. When you stay focused on your goal, it's so much easier to stay closer to what, what your end goal is, right? But just a few comments before I kind of like no, go ahead. forget. So one thing I noticed, you were talking about how excited this kid was to be riding in someone else's car for the first time without right. the parents. And then going from that into this idea of, 
they have this adventure, right? They're going forward and, and they have this goal. And one of them got distracted. But mm-hmm. the other one seems like it's still passionate, still loves the goal from what it sounds like. And I think that's what happens to some of our adventures sometimes. Our, our journeys, our, our calls, we get distracted and we lose the passion and we stop looking for the joy in those small things. Because I think a lot of times when we try something new, it's new, exciting, it's fun. And I was actually talking to someone about this today, how eventually you get past that new and exciting and you get to what's called the grind, right? And no one wants to do the grind. The grind is hard, right? But if you truly are passionate about something, right, that means you, well, let's step back. The word passion literally means to suffer for. Right. So if you are truly passionate about something, you should be willing to suffer for it. That's what it means. Right. Right. And so what are you willing to suffer for? What are you willing to go beyond just the, the beginning exciting joy? What are you what are you gonna suffer for? Are you willing to walk around in grass in order to find a random encounter that you maybe have already encountered and it's only a rat attack? Yeah. Oh gosh. Like the worst. Yeah. But what you just said is is true, but there's something to this movie that's really important because because they are both achieving goals, the two characters. Okay. Stevie, not Stevie, sorry. Ray has his eye on the end goal and is working towards it. And maybe he has ups and downs because he's like not there yet mm-hmm. or he's got to do a little extra work to get there. Mm-hmm. Where FS... His goal is the next fun thing that he'll take him away from any anxiety or fear or pain. Mm. And he, he finds it immediately. So his actual like benefits are quicker, but fleeting. And the other thing you see is Ray's a happier person interiorly. Yeah. FS, whenever he's not finding these things, is stressed out, right. is angry at Ray, um, is holding all this stuff in. And it's like this, this benefit of like temporary satisfaction, false truths, you know? Yeah. yeah so yeah. true things. And I think there's, there's this trap when we start the adventure, we get really excited. Everything's new. Everything's fresh. And then like you said, it starts to die down or it gets difficult, but like it starts to die down because we get used to it. We get adjusted. Yeah. And then we're looking for that excitement again. We're looking for something that's like a spark and we start to reach in the wrong. So we reach for the excitement rather than for the end goal, which brought the excitement. Exactly. see where you're going. Yeah. I think that's definitely real. Um, and especially it's the person that plays Pokemon, like the game and they just go to beat the game. They're just going from gym to gym, to gym, to gym rather than taking their time to like level up their Pokemon and catch all the Pokemon and right. You know, there's two different types of players. I'm definitely the first one. When I play video games, I just want to beat the game. Once I beat the story, I hate still like finishing the achievements. Mm. But people that play video games, like are like I consider them gamers, and I don't. They are like, oh, I 100% beat that game, like everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and they enjoy that. And that's like there's a difference in this mm-hmm. adventure. Yeah, and I think maybe I want to pose this. So you can comment on it. I think. A lot of that just comes down to, as far as a remedy, finding joy in those small things again. And what does that look like? I, I, I know we talk about doing examens all the time, but like seriously reflecting on your life and looking at 
where the blessings are in your life, looking at the things that once brought you joy, and trying to figure out like what changed. It doesn't mean the same things have to bring us joy throughout the rest of our life. That That's not what I'm saying at all, because I, I think we have seasons of things that, that bring us joy or, or comfort or um, consolation in prayer and stuff like that. Like, um, there were things that I did in college that were really great for my, my spiritual life. And I was on fire for those things. I was passionate about those things. And no matter how hard I try nowadays, <laughs> those right. things, some of them just don't click in right. the same way. And that's right. okay. Right. right. We should be changing. We should be adapting. Um, but the only way that we know what's next is to evaluate where we are. I mean, our taste buds literally change every seven years. Yeah. Right. Every like six years, I think we're a completely new person because all the cells that exist the cells have died. Like it shows change. Yeah. When, like for you to be like, this is what worked, but like, you know, 10 years later, this doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Even though it wasn't 10 years, but still like. Could be. You guys don't know how old I am. I could be. I don't know. You don't know how old I am. Let's just leave it at that. The last two things with this topic. <laughs> Ray has two quotes that really stand out. One was in the trailer and what got me to watch the movie. The other one was what made me use this movie in a talk I gave mm. at a retreat, actually. Okay. And so the first one was he first meets Stevie. So this is Ray to Stevie. Ray to Stevie. Stevie's just chilling, watching them play this before Stevie knows. And you can tell Stevie's like nervous. And he sits down and he's talking to him. And Stevie kind of shares how he's like not much about his home life. But he alludes to like things are tough. Hmm. And he's worried to go and like skate and stuff. And he's trying, Stevie, Ray's just trying to get him to like relax and go have fun and do what he wants to do. And he's like, look, a lot of the time we feel that our lives are the worst. But I think that if you looked in someone else's closet, you wouldn't want to trade their their stuff for yours. Mm. I so remember that from the trailer. Let's go. Yeah. Like, let's go ride. And like, do you want to talk about that for a second? Or I mean, I know it's kind of self-explanatory, but I think it goes back to what you said already mm. about when things get tough. Yeah. And slow us down. And it's like, we don't want to do the grind. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I'm guilty of this kind of thing all the time, to be honest. I'm glad that we're talking about it. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. We get so focused on our own situation that we don't look at the bigger picture. And that's really dangerous. One thing that I don't think we've mentioned enough of so far in these two things, and maybe that's what we're going to get to, so sorry. Let's go. No, please. Community. Yeah. Because if we look at the Pokemon games, well, not even just the games, but the, the Pokemon world... Ash was never alone. He wasn't. He always had this community. You really realize that there's a relationship between him and his Pokemon, especially him and Pikachu, right? That's the special one. That's why we all know Pikachu. Right. But, but there's also all the people that he encounters. He builds these friendships. And even starting in the second generation, the one that you said was your favorite, you have a phone. And you can start calling people. Yeah. And fishermen like and like stuff. Yeah, and just these random people well, that you meet along the road, you can you can become exactly. friends. Exactly. Even in the game, you don't have people following you like Brock and Misty. You don't have right. that. Yeah. But you'd quickly realize the more you talk to people in each town, the more you figure out what you kind of need to do next. Yeah. Like they ha- they're like clues to like, oh, like you can go to do this, you can go do this. And it's like you have to not only have a community, but also just like talk to people. Yeah. But there are just 
people in those games who don't have any clues, they're completely useless other than the fact that they, they can be your friend. Right. Yeah. And that is why I actually brought up mid-90s. I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I, was, I might have missed it. But, like, he's searching for a community yeah, he, in his brokenness. Mm-hmm. And, like, you quickly learn, because you're following Stevie, you quickly learn in this movie, everyone that's skating, everyone he meets, like, like he's just alluding to, has their own stuff. Right. Like, you're not one alone, but you're not also, like, the pity party that needs the attention. You just need to, like, be together. Mm-hmm. But I want to touch on one other thing. Okay. With this idea of what of that quote, there's another trap we can fall into. There's two. One, like, totally focusing on our own problems. And two, not focusing on it at all. I think another trap is yeah. thinking, well... I'm not starving in the third world, so like, it's no big deal. It's the I'm a good person. Well, it's mentality. not the worst thing ever, and I know mm. there's worse, and so you never deal with it. Oh, I see where you're going. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And that's yeah, yeah. also a trap, and so I think that's dangerous. more common than the than the former. Yeah. And what's more common is like, well, I'm not star. I'm, I mean, I have food. I have a house over my head. I have this. So like, this issue that is really affecting me isn't a big deal. Well, we, I think a lot of the times, and that goes back to community. Yeah. I think a lot of the times we don't realize how bad some things are like, well, you know this, but I, I go see a counselor every once in a while. Right. And, uh, some of the things that we work through are just like things that I didn't realize growing up had affected me so much. Right. Right. And now that I'm older, I look back and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that these small things that I didn't really think about had a huge impact on my life. And until we look at those around us and we look at the community, we don't realize that those things were bad or not normal until we make that, that kind of connection. And this is the perfect tie in for all of what we just talked about. The last thing Ray says, like I said, the first scene is his brother beating on him to the point of like sore bruises, just putting on a shirt Mm -hmm. to, He's wanting to do the the tricks that Ray, I mean that Ray and FS are doing that some of the other kids like when like you try and they're like I won't do it and he does it and like falls and like knocks himself out like okay. should be dead and he's doing oh, it wow. and you're like wow Stevie's like the craziest person ever in the end there's a major car wreck and everyone should have died it wasn't it was FS's fault for a bad decision and Stevie's the one in the hospital so they all go to see Stevie mm. and Ray says something that he's said like at least 10 times to Stevie, but like with more context. And he says, you literally take the hardest hits out of anybody I've ever seen in my life. And he falls it like he keeps saying that, but he falls it with this for the last time. He says, you know, you don't have to do that. Right. Hmm. And when I heard that it was the end of the movie, I was like, Ooh, oh, I just my, got chills. Right. Bro. I did too saying that. And I used that in a, in a, in a, a talk about God, the father, because God <sighs> says that to us all the time. Man. Like you literally take the hardest hits and, and you get up and you keep going and you keep taking these hits, but you don't, you don't have, have to do to. that. At least not alone. At least not without me. Well, he tells us like, take up my yoke. My yoke is, yes, it's light. My burden is easy. Take that. And I, I will take the heavy hits or whatever, exactly. Whatever the phrase was you just used. I will do that. Oh man, that is good. So and I think good. that's important with community. That's important with these, the other trap. And that's just important with who, who we view. Like, we need to understand that when we start the adventure. 
that mm-hmm. when things get hard, we have to persevere, but we don't have to like take the hardest hits every time. We don't have to take the harder road because it, it cause, cause iron sharpens iron, you know? Yeah. So, and that moves into this last theme of Spider-Man 2, Far From Home. If you haven't seen it, there shouldn't be any spoilers, but just know in case you haven't seen it, you can stop here and come back. But I'm not going to try to spoil it. So, the biggest thing here, okay, first caveat, if you haven't seen Endgame, I am going to spoil that. But so that's on you at this point. At it's this point, it is. But if and, uh, anyways, so yeah, just warning. Pause now. Okay, unpause. <laughs> and so we know going into Far From Home, especially if you've seen the trailers, this movie is about Peter Parker post Tony Stark. Mm. Tony Stark died righteously and... It's like, what he's going to do now? And it's, it's, I reason I want to put this in the end is because in mid nineties, I'm telling you like, things are going to get hard. You have to keep going. Uh, things you might want to do this alone. You shouldn't, but there are going to become times in your journey where you might have to start going alone. Like you might have like Spider-Man started with community. Spider-Man started with the Avengers and then in Far From Home, ever, all of that got stripped, especially his top mentor, especially the person he was closest to and looked up to. Like, there's no fixing that. And so there's going to be moments where you're, like, turning in every direction and you just haven't met the next community yet and you're like, what do I do now? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that's definitely real. I, I mean, I will say, not to contradict that, but I, I do think... You can. Well, I don't think this is contradicting, but I do think there was community available to him. I mean, he had his friends from school. He had his aunt and, oh my gosh, what's Tony's servant that helps him? um, Oh my gosh. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So there there were good... It's like a short word, like furry or buggy. Yeah, it's something E. Guys, nerds, help us out. Anyways, he has all of these people who are there to help him. Ultimately his responsibility of something that it had to be him. But there there were these people who were there to assist him on that that path. Yeah. So No, I get that's I get, why I said not to contradict, but I get exactly what you're there was someone there. They just couldn't they couldn't do it all. Happy Hogan. Happy. Gosh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was getting sidetracked, but I really had to figure that out. So yeah. And that's true. And that's the other, that's the other problem is coming from one community and having more than one community, but not realizing it because you're so mm. built up with one. Yeah. You know, I, I feel I can actually, you know, attest to that uh, in the sense of I have this adore community here. And this young adult community here, and even this podcast community here, 
and I had a community back home, whatever I talk about it, I talk about it like I don't. And I have like, like my family situation is great. I have siblings that like love me, a mom and a dad that love me and like support me in what I do. And I have a lot of community. But if I lost everything here, I would feel so lost. Yeah, for sure. And so it's just like, I get it. But it's, it's, that's, that's an aspect to this journey. Like things mm-hmm. are going to get disrupted and you're going to end up in this situation possibly. Right. And what's hard, especially if when we began with the Pokemon, if like, you know, it starts with a calling. Mm-hmm. What's hard is what we see in Far From Home. He's called to become the leader. We started Avengers with Iron Man. Yeah. We've made it to this like end of this parabola and we're starting a new one. And it, it starts with Spider-Man now. Phase four. And he's trying to live up to this Iron Man. And he doesn't want to. One, because he doesn't feel ready. Yeah. Two, because he's still mourning. And three, because he because Iron Man was someone he looked up to. Like, we praise and thanks. And, like, we just talk about, like, trying to fulfill the likeness of God. Mm-hmm. How could we ever do that? And I'm not saying Iron Man's God, but like in this idea, but what he ends up doing in this movie the whole time mostly is he runs away. He mm-hmm. says no, and I'm going to go and just be a regular person. I'm not going to be a great person. I just want to be a normal person. Like, I, I don't want this greatness. I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want it. And we see that in the story of Jonah and the whale. Oh, we see that in the story of Moses and like freeing the slaves and there was, and like mostly with the, the Jews at the time. Yeah. Probably. I mean, most of the characters most, from the Old Testament. The Old Testament. Jonah of the Wells is the easiest. Yeah. He literally ran away. Literally. He literally got on a boat. And you know what happened? He ended he up got in a eaten. whale <laughs> and spit out right where he's supposed to be. Three days later. Yeah. Do you have anything on this? Before we... uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's pretty straightforward, to be honest. We have this call. We each do. I think that's something we forget when we talk about vocations. Uh, so, Rewind. The word vocation comes from the Latin word vocare, which means the call, right? And we each have a call. It's going to look different for all of us, but there's different levels of vocations, right? So we each have our primary vocation, which is to be holy. Everything else, every other vocation, every other call that you have is your way that God is calling you to be holy. So first things first, be holy. The next thing is like, how do you do that, right? So we have our are are servile vocations, right? So the ways that we serve. So that's like your, your marriage, your priesthood, your religious life, your consecrated single, stuff like that. But then we also have like the vocations of our jobs, right? So we have all these different ways that we serve. That's where you're being called to go. And I think sometimes, and by sometimes, I mean, most of the time, we either don't want to know what that vocation is, or once we find out, we don't want to do it. Yeah. And that is, it comes down to a couple things. Obviously it's pride, right? But also it comes down to the fact that we don't trust God. Right. right? We don't trust in that what he wants is actually what's best for us. Because we know what's best for us, right? Right. No, totally. But we don't, right? If God is actually all-knowing... And we are, I mean, 
I'm 25 years old. If, if I honestly think that I know more than an, an eternal God. We're like 30% knowing, right? Right. Probably like 33, but, you know, we round. 33.3. Repeated, yeah. Right. Exactly. But if, if we honestly think that we know better than an eternal God, then that's ridiculous, right? And so my, my point is, we are so afraid of pursuing those calls that we don't go on the adventure. Yeah. We choose to hand over the adventure to someone else. We think that someone else is going to take this when in reality, we are the only ones who can go on that adventure. It's an adventure customized just for us. I am not going to crack open one thing <laughs> that Clint just said in case you have not seen Spider-Man, but for those that have... That was smooth. If you can tell us something you just said that relates that is so good yes it's all true uh, but there's another aspect so we all know yeah i mean if you don't i'm not going to spoil it because it, i'm not going to i am spoiling it but i'm not going to because it's technically in the trailer so it's on you we all know is the villain what yeah man he seems so nice whatever Go ahead. He's a bad guy if you look it up. Yeah, no, you're good. But how that how he gets there, you know, we never know the origin story. And we learn quickly he's just feeding like when when it, when it comes to its peak, when it comes to its 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 top against him and Spider Man, he's telling Spider Man the exact opposite of truth. He is this father of lies. Yeah. I was just gonna go there. Yeah, and he he is, you know, just whispering in his ear, "You're not good enough. You're not. You're not like. You can't do this. You weren't made to do this alone. All these things." And I think, but he does it in such a way that like, he's trusting, right? He's like, "It's okay. It's okay. You're not good enough. No one really expected you to to be able to do this. Like, it's okay. Like, let me." Let me take this. Right. Yeah. And and I think that becomes, you know, the easy part of what of what Clint was talking about earlier of just like I I don't I'm afraid of trusting God and what he wants from me and so mm-hmm. I, the easier thing mm-hmm. is to believe this because I actually believe that. Yeah. You know, obviously like I said God knows our desires and God's going to use those desires. I'm afraid to say it. Guess who else knows your desires and will feed off those desires? Yeah. Uh, the enemy. The, the evil that I said in the beginning will be, we know it's going to get hard. But when it actually gets like really hard and these like thoughts coming in our head, we like allow them to take over. Yeah. And the way I want to end is we see when Peter Parker finally decides to at least try. And it's this one moment that I bawled my eyes out. Um, but when we start, finally, it was like, okay. Like, he's, he's in literally panic mode. Like, in panic and anxiety and happy. And we figured out his name. It's like, you got to get it together. This, 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 this. And, like, gives him pep talk. And he's like, okay. And he starts trying. And you see, holy crap, he is this leader. Holy crap, he is this person to fulfill Iron Man. Holy crap. These gifts that he's had since I've met Iron Man, since Civil War, 
I never made this connection because I also too was like following along behind my story. I didn't think like it was the same because I didn't make this parallel, but it is the same. And it's like the beginning, those tools, those virtues you're given, those Pokemon you chose actually come to this point of need to where like, okay, now, now Mm. this is why I started. Now this is, this is where I'm starting to fulfill something. And, and that's, that's part of the journey. And I'm not going to get into like what the end of our journey is because I don't know and you don't know. And I couldn't tell you. There's not like a movie or thing about that except the kingdom of heaven. But, but that's this, a good movie. This is it. Or yeah. Or like a bloom. Yeah. Prince, <laughs> Prince of Egypt. Yeah. Did you had something? I saw your face like light up. Uh, I did. And I forgot what it was. Oh, I remember. So he... Right before he had this realization, though, and you kind of hinted towards this, he went back to his community. Right. Right. He revealed to MJ who he was. He has his friends, who not all of them know, but he has them. And he has Happy. And he keeps right. telling him what he's struggling with. He's like, look, I just can't do this. Right. And so he finally opens up. And through that, they're able to support him to the point where he can get to where he needs to be. Not to where they can do his role for him, but to where he can get back to his adventure. He stopped taking the blows alone. Yeah, exactly. And once he stops doing that and they're like, you're crazy. Like here, let me like clear the dust off your eyes. Let me remove this veil real quick. Now put one step in front of the other. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Full circle. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I that knew good. this whole podcast would work out this way. But yeah. it's these three things and there's more. I could, we could add so many different TCIC things into just this idea. Like I said, we've touched on other podcasts about this. Yeah. But this is a podcast where, like, that's kind of our theme. And so, yeah. in a moment where I didn't know what else to talk about, I... I no, this is great. Well, if you don't have anything else... That's I about w- it. Okay, so I want to go ahead and kind of summarize these into challenges. And go you ahead. Can add yeah, stuff that's perfect. In. So, the way that I'm kind of looking at this, so we have from Pokemon, right? What are your tools? What are your virtues that you were given? What are your talents? what are the tools you're given to start your adventure and how do you cultivate them? Right? So that's challenge number one. What are your tools and how do you cultivate them? Number two from mid nineties, that's what it's called, right? Yes. Mid nineties. We have this idea of the community, not taking that. Oh my gosh. Not taking those hits on your own. So who are you going on the adventure with? Who is the group that's going to support you? And like we saw later on in Spider-Man, that is going to bring you and support you to where you need to be for your adventure, your call. And then finally, from Spider-Man, your third challenge is to accept that call and to go on the adventure itself. To go out and not to stay where you are, but to go forth. Right, That's what we're told to do at Mass every Sunday. The last part of Mass says, go forth, because we're being sent out to take what we have, to take what we've been given by Christ, and to bring that to others. So those are my three challenges. You can uh, adjust them as you oh, see that's fit. That's perfect. I mean, cool. That's essentially kind of the way I laid it out. So I love when we're on the same page. Good stuff. what I was throwing down. I'm smelling it. Uh, do you have any shout-outs? Yeah, we got some new listeners. So we'll give some new new listener shout-outs. So Felix Ketzler, uh, Eslam, oh, I don't know if I can say this, Els Milkowy. I'm sorry. I'm really trying. 
Uh, I'm not good at pronouncing names. And then Meredith Novak and Jonathan Gordet. Uh, so thank all of you guys for listening. Okay. I've shouted them out before, I think, in the beginning of summer. But I'm going to shout out Ethan. Yeah. Burger. Burger. Uh, he's in an intern that's been here all summer from Ohio. He... I shouted him out just because he was with us. He's living with us. He's been on my mission. He's working with the door. But he's also started listening to the podcast. Yeah. And not only started listening to our podcast, but started podcasting. Like, not doing podcasts. But he's, he hasn't listened to podcasts. Yeah. So we just started doing that. We were the first. Uh, we were, sort of. And, yeah, no, he likes it. Uh, he might have his own idea for a podcast he's brainstorming. But oh, no way. Just, uh, yeah, just shout out to him because he's done incredible things this summer. For so, real. And he's, I know he's going to do incredible things moving forward. So keep him in your prayers and... Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Before we forget, uh, we did have someone mention this on Twitter. I don't remember the conversation specifically, but uh, Spider Panther. Spider Panther. From Twitter said yeah. something about Far From Home. You did that, mention it, maybe. Yeah. And I didn't do anything because you mentioned it, but ironically enough, hopefully that was yeah. enough. There's a lot to that movie. I also didn't love it, but the themes were good. Yeah. So. Cool. So... With that, guys, thank you for joining us in the adventure. But before we sign off, don't forget to follow us on all of the social medias, including the Facebooks and the Twitters. Uh, you can find us on Facebook just at The Christ and Culture. And on Twitter, it's at On The Adventure 2. That's where we got our handle, is from this idea of the adventure. You can also find us on our website, which is thechristandculture.com. And if you like what we do and you want to help support us, Please support us on Patreon. You can find us at The Christ and Culture. So just Patreon backslash The Christ and Culture. And if you support us, we'll give you bonus content. We'll give you some extra gifts, stuff like that in return for supporting us. And all of that money goes back into making this a better program for you guys. And we really appreciate all of you guys. Anything I'm missing, Gordon? I think that's it. I remember something. Yeah. Yes. So we do have an announcement in... Uh, I guess it's a week from this episode yeah, coming out. One week. We will be at a conference. I know we've mentioned it before. We recorded We're really an episode. Bad at mentioning it, but we've mentioned yeah. it a few times. We recorded an episode there last year. We're going to be at the Encounter Texas conference in Dallas next week. Uh, Gordon and I will be there for sure. I don't think Steve's going. Steve's a maybe, but I don't know if he's okay. going. But me yeah. and Clint will be there. Uh, I'll be running, like, I'll be working during every main session, like the men's and women's session and, like, the major talks. Yeah. Between that, I'm available. Uh, So, I do have Twitter on my phone. I know I have no social media. Right. I do have our Patreon. I don't know if you can message that if you're not a patron. But, like, reach out to us if you want to meet up. Yeah. If you want to, like, say, hey, if you're there, if you don't know what this is, I think there's still time to register. Um, You can look into that. It's in Encounter Texas. That's right. Yeah, it's Encounter Texas uh, through Door Ministries. We'll put a, we'll put a link in the notes too, so you guys can find it there. So check that out. Um, if you're there, like I said, just reach out. Uh, we will both yeah. be there. We would love to see you guys. Yeah, uh, we're trying to hopefully record stuff with. Yeah, we'll we'll be doing something. We'll, we'll figure we're figuring stuff out. So uh, yeah. I am not working there at all. So I will be just a participant and love to meet out meet up with you guys and talk about anything it's gonna be a lazy river and a water park we'll just chill at the pool gonna be awesome we'll pray together we'll just yeah it'd be great to meet people that know who we are. yeah be a part of this community you know 
Uh, cool. So with that, guys, thank you so much for joining us on the adventure again, and we will see you next week. How cool would you be? I wasn't going to ask you originally, but I feel like I should. If I literally had Lizzie on the podcast. Next week.